ain't going back and forth with you bitches. Living my best life. It's the Going On Podcast with Rap Critic and Muse. Smile, bitch. Okay, so we got to do a little mini review real quick. <laughs> so first of all, this song is the perfect song, right? You got Lil Duval doing his fake-ass Teddy Pendergrass voice. I love it. Then, of course, you've got everyone's favorite fucking uncle, Snoop Dogg. <laughs> because, of course, you've got everyone's favorite uncle, Snoop Dogg. That's just the role he's found himself in, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Remember when he used to be dangerous? Does anyone remember that? I'm not crazy. That happened, right? He was on trial for murder. I'm not <laughs> Like, I'm not crazy. This stuff happened. <laughs> he was on trial for murder. Now he's, like, cooking with Martha Stewart, hosting game shows. Kids. Let Snoop Dogg be a lesson to you. <laughs> Anything is possible. Magic is real, guys. He can do whatever he wants. I wonder how. I wonder how that happens. Like, I can't remember a specific thing he His guy did. Get really famous in 1992. Oh, okay. I'm writing yeah, that down. You got to be real young then and do something hella iconic. Mm. And, uh, and then you got to have Interscope money. Mm, yeah. <laughs> just Interscope? <laughs> you gotta be involved in, in, or adjacent to the most legendary rap shit ever for 20 years. Mm, yeah. Whatever you want. And you also have to manage to stay alive during all that and not go to jail. That's that's the yeah. tricky part, yeah. He almost did not do. <laughs> yeah, he got dangerously close. So the song's going perfectly, and then just the name Ball Greasy just makes you stop. Because you're like, I know it's not going to be good. <laughs> Your name is Ball Greasy. There's, I, If you didn't put that much thought into your name, what else can I expect from you, homie? <laughs> I'll say his name actually gives him too much credit. Because you hear Ball Greasy. It makes Greasy, him too interesting. Like, I, you, that's, exactly, that's exactly it. Because you're hearing the song, Lil Duval, you know he's a comedy Instagram type dude. He's making a song called Smile Bitch. Snoop Dogg's on it. We're having a good time. And then you just have Ball Greasy, and you're like, okay, what could this guy possibly bring? And it's the most generic fucking verse. Like, what the fuck is this doing here? Was this a favor to someone? Did you just need to fill out the song? And I'm not saying, you know, like, it's competent, I guess, but it's like, we were supposed to be having fun. Why are you just saying, oh, you know, we finna get another bag this year. My ex bitch, you can have that there. This year, bad vibes cut off. More trips. No new chicks with no draws. Like it's just, it's just generic shit. You know. I mean, he says he's on iTunes, Apple Music. So if he's got an album out, as long as my rent getting paid, I could care less what a bitch think. So if you want to listen to Bay Day, <laughs> you can check out Paul Greasy's iTunes. <laughs> Because he's got more where that came from. <laughs> wherever, wherever that was. I go back and forth with you, bitches. <laughs> oh my god, Future. Going back to Future, yo. Future? In that clip where Future goes, I go back and forth with you, He is so, like, the way he's posing, he's, like, so confident. Like, yo, this is the illest vocals you have ever heard today. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> he sounds like an old man being strangled at the end. <laughs> but, like, but like, I know that that's, pro like, you can tell that's exactly what he sounds like when he records in the booth. Like, you know. <laughs> and then the second time, you know, the second time it sounds like he's doing 
sounds like he's purely doing it out of spite. Like he knew the first one sounded bad, but he didn't fucking care. Because <laughs> it's just like, Go pick for two business, live my best life. And you hear a little like, Ain't go back for two. <laughs> like, he sounds more belligerent about it. Like, <laughs> you didn't like it, so fuck you, I'm doing it again. <laughs> and then, I don't, like, I don't understand how this challenge works. Is the challenge just like, we're, we're just showing how rich we are? Is that what the is challenge is? Is that a challenge? Is? is that a thing? Is it an actual, like... I saw Lil Boosie did it, and oh, he was like, okay. you know, he was showing off a golden toilet. You know, he was showing off the shower head that lights up. You know, it's just like, oh, yeah, I'm living my best. Look how nice my life is. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Uh-huh. And so I'm like, okay, I'm with that. I'm with that. But the thing is, like, the <laughs> the things Future did were just, like, so, like, relatively unremarkable. Like, I mean, okay, he has a, just a bottle of champagne. And he just, Pour that slightly, out. <laughs> and he just slightly pours it out. <laughs> And then, and the first one, like, what was he even doing? Was he, like, at an airport or something? <laughs> and then, what I love is the variation at the end. The, the, the Thelonious Monk remix, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> Where, as he, as you see him trying to figure out which key would fit with the note that he's trying to sing, and then he just goes, fuck it, I'm gonna go and for and then he just goes blah, 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 live a business <laughs> like 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 he was so energetic before but he had to take it down the octave <laughs> I feel like the reason that I ain't going back and forth for you niggas I feel like the reason why that song resonates is because think about the times we're in right now mm-hmm. times where everyone is arguing with each other all fucking day and here's someone who's saying I'm not going back and forth with you I'm living my best life. That's what I'm doing. I feel like that's an inspiration that we need in these day and times. Like that, I think you need to add that to the beginning because that's really what I, I really wanted to ultimately say about that song. Because I, I feel like it's really doing that. It, it's just giving you that energy of just like, dude, I, I, what do you need to argue for? Live your best life. You know, and if you think it's wrong, you got to admit, it's a new type of song. Do what you like. Da, 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 da. <laughs> this week on the Going Off podcast, we have two album reviews and we're going to start with a patreon requested album review requested by two scoops xd it's carnival volume two memoirs of an immigrant by wyclef jean from 2007 and if there's an album that you would like to request us talk about on the going off podcast it is as simple as a one-time pledge to patreon.com slash rap critic or patreon.com slash muse did this come as a surprise to you to see a Wyclef Jean album coming down our feed, coming down the pike, to be talked about on the show, because he's not exactly... Interesting? (laughs) What I was was gonna say, if you'd stop reading my mind, is (laughs) that in 2017, 2018, goodness, he's not exactly someone I really think of. All that often. No. So no, <laughs> I barely thought of it back then. So it's like, oh shit! And I'll tell you something. I'll tell you a little secret. Since 2007, me wasn't really paying attention to what was being played on the radio, especially not what radio rap then was, because that was um, 
was kind of a mess, if I can yeah, recall. Yeah, and the weird thing is, Wyclef was kind of an anomaly. He was. So, when I listened to this album, I completely forgot that that one song was his. Me the fucking too. one with The one with Akon. <laughs> I was like, yeah. oh shit, like, I completely forgot that song, but immediately I was like, Oh yeah, I forgot this is Wyclef Sean because the only parts that I remember are fucking Akon. <laughs> the parts that aren't him because he's not that great. Like, what is he even saying in this song? Like, his verse here is indicative of his ver of like the entire album. It just like he doesn't have a full melody. He cuts himself off, and certain things don't. Like, it feels like he's working out like eight different uh. uh melody lines but he's doing them one after the other you know what i mean what this album reminded me of and both albums are actually fucking chuck full of features this album reminded me of that album santana put out in the late 90s mm. you know what i'm talking about yeah he, like, he was trying to make his own uh -huh. where it's like hey yeah it's music by me but every single song has a fucking big name in the 90s that you recognize like Here's Rob Thomas. Here's Nora Jones. It's like, I know no one is buying or no one's looking for fucking Carlos Santana in 1999 or whatever. But people know who Rob Thomas is. So right. you're going to listen to Smooth. You're going to play this song all the fucking time. You're going to play fucking Maria Maria all the goddamn time. It's like Lil Jon. It's the Lil Jon method. Yeah, you know, you're not here for him, but he's the person who brings everyone together. Now, the problem with DJ Khaled is he is that minus any actual production work. Wycliffe, he is Haitian. And, you know, hey, my Haitian brethren, I, I get it. I get it. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm here. I love, actually, that there's a very strong focus on uh, immigrants and immigration and, you know, that that these people are the builders of America and that it's... It, it very much does want you to be socially conscious of what's going on with concerning immigrants and people who are poor and all this sort of stuff. My issue is, you know when people say the word preachy, and I'm usually like, oh, come on, people say Hobson is preachy. I'm like, ah, you know, he's he's corny, but, you know, like, you know, so he makes a good point, da 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 you know, da da, -da. I, I'll defend what, I, I mean, not anymore, because holy shit. But, <laughs> you know, there was a time where I could make the argument. This is just like, it just jams in social commentary, like, in the most awkward way. And I think on top of the fact that musically, it's very much a mishmash, I think the topic jamming of important things also, like, it makes that stick out more. So it's like... Not only is my ear going, what the fuck is he doing with this music? So I'm already, you're already losing me on the music. And then on top of that, I'm like, what the fuck? I thought this was a party song. Why is he talking about, you know, in that last song, like, everybody, if you want war to stop, like, whoa, wait a minute. Why are we on this? Like, I thought this was a party song. What's happening? Touch your button, Carnival Jam, which is just a stupid title. Look, that song, 13 <laughs> that, minutes. It tested me. What, oh. When I heard that, let me touch a button, let me touch a button, I just immediately, I was like, nope, this doesn't need to be 13 minutes long. This does not need to be 13, something else See, better happen. I had to <laughs> check what year this was, right? Because, like, that was what Will I Am would eventually become. Yep. So I was like, man, he was doing that shit in 2007? Like, <laughs> fucking 
Black Eyed Peas still have a life after this. Master of mediocrity himself. <sighs> that doesn't go on for uh for that long, luckily. But yeah, that one kind of had the feeling of like yeah, like it's fucking Mardi Gras. Like shit, shit's going down. It it was like the most. It it is a jam. It is mm-hmm. a fucking jam session. So for thirteen minutes, you don't know where it's going. They probably don't know where it's going. <laughs> it's just going. They're just fucking throwing it all out there and seeing what happens, seeing what works. And then the awkward. Uh, it, it, I mean, that word can be applied to a lot of these songs, but the super <laughs> awkward king and queen with Shakira. Man. Yeah. Her voice, her voice is one that needs, needs, like, direction. Like, you know, mm. you can do that sort of stuff. Like, if it, like, I heard her song, She-Wolf. Right. And when I heard that song, I thought to myself, how is this a popular singer? Who is this person? And when, but I, before I knew it was Shakira, and then when I was like, wait, what? Because, <laughs> like, it sounds like an internet meme song. That's all she wanted, no plot. Like, I was like, no. This has got to be one of those, like, fake songs that someone makes, you know, to, like, make fun of pop songs or something like that. And I was like, that's actually her. But here's the thing. There are other songs I've heard. In fact, the song that she did with Wyclef. Um, what was it? The, uh, Hips Don't Lie. I love that song. Oh, yeah, I forgot that is Wyclef, yeah. Yeah, her voice worked there. This, oh, 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 man. Like, first of all, it, like, does a slightly too fast carnival song. <laughs> like, it's just moving slightly too fast for this melody. And then we're expected to be strung along for the switch up to the big shining pop, pop song chorus. And it's just like, no, you didn't earn this. This just feels weird. You know, and her voice is just as Kermit as it wants to be on this fucking track. And I'm just like, oh, my God, this is all falling apart. First of all, I think we blew by too fast. I fucking love She-Wolf, so I will not <laughs> sit by here and let you badmouth She-Wolf. But I, I get hell. what you're saying. <laughs> I get it. Shakira was probably one of the least surprising features because like you said before they'd worked together before surge on riot okay can i just talk about my boy my 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 main man surge tankian 2007 homie is is is, was a different time for surge it was um it was in that weird window because it was Didn't he have after. Didn't a solo career? It's exactly it. It was after mm. System of a Down's heyday. Nowadays, if you look on YouTube and you look at videos of Surge performing with System of a Down from like a festival from last year, that light in his eyes, it's just gone. Like, boy, oh boy, it's just mumbling the lyrics like he cannot be fucking bothered. 2007, though, on Riot, I'm not going to say it's a great song, but he was at least bringing the fucking energy. He was there for it. Like, he was pulling his weight like it was a fucking, uh, I'm not going to say it's on the same level of a system of a, of a down song, because of course it's not going to be the same in fucking, it's not going to be the same no, intensity. No, they can't match it. It's just not going to happen. It's like what we talked about when uh, when Brendan Urie was on that track with uh, Lil Dicky. 
yeah, this sounds like Brandon Urie, all right. You're right, you're right, yep, yep. But it's like, it. I don't really know if this is, if this is the place. It's not the time, but I will say, it's probably the strongest song they could have picked for an intro track besides uh, the next one. If you're going to start with, oh, I'm sorry, you started with a 26-second track with sound effects of someone scribbling a pencil on a piece of paper. And then you decided to end the album with a tw- with a twenty three second sample of someone scribbling a pencil on a piece of paper. But after that, fasten your seatbelts. It's riot! <laughs> like, oh my god, <laughs> this really does feel like the roller coaster ride that starts off like going fast immediately. Like, holy shit! Yeah, it uh, it really gets your hopes up. <laughs> 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 Only to have them. Uh, kind of dashed. Like, you said before, it is misma- It is a mishmash. It is all over the place. But I really gotta give it to him on the, uh, on the musicality and the instrumentations on this album. It's great. Like, I don't think they fucking falter in that regard. Yeah, you can tell they got the fucking Beatles, you know, entire choir and huge-ass studio to get the elephants and the, and the thousand violin players. You know, he spared no expense. And then you look at the features. Lil Wayne, T.I., Shakira, Paul Simon, Mary J. Blige, Chamillionaire in 2007, Will I Am, <laughs> Shabba. They're all here. Nora Jones. And it's like they are doing all, and I mean all, of the heavy lifting. Mm-hmm. Because production-wise, it's like... Like you said, it's not that there aren't great musicians on here, but man, it's not coming together. It's it's like, this album is water. You know, there's no personality to it. It's just there. Wyclef himself. Actually, there are interesting points when he does do the, like, that sort of voice thing. And I actually find it interesting. fucking Mr. Wendell impression? Yeah! (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. You know? (laughs) When he does, like, uh, in Fast Car, there's a part where he's harmonizing with Paul Simon, and it actually sounds kind of cool when he does the mile after mile after mile. I was like, hmm, okay, that kind of works. But Paul Simon, just in general on this song, does not work. It does not work. The, the It's like, when he goes, when that Fast Car picks you up, it, it's just like, this didn't, this needed to be written differently. Something needed it. Something about this is not working. You know how when you're listening to a song and you start to realize that it's a propaganda song? Like, there's a, like, there's a deeper message to it, uh, you know? Mm-hmm. And then you listen, I was like, wait, is this an anti-drunk uh, driving ad PSA? You, my friend, uh, paid a lot more attention to the context than I did. Because, yeah, I didn't really pick up on all that too much. Like, it has that very, you know, feed the world... We are the world. You know what I mean? That ooh, listen now. I'm going to tell you a story, and this is what I mean by the preachiness. Just the, it's just so like, oh my god, when that fast car picks you. It didn't even come up with a good metaphor for like, you know, dying from a car crash when that fast car picks you up. It was like, well, yeah, it's understood that there's a car that's fast that'll be hitting you. Is that the best you could do? A lot of this feels very first draft. Oh, oh my god, I, I, and I just saw the title, The Disrespectful, The Disrespectful Selena, 
I had to stop the song. I had to stop the song to listen back to the original song that it's sampling just to make sure it didn't sound that whack. Because I was like, wait a minute. There's no way that sounded that bad. And I went back to it. I was like, yeah, this song, fucking Selena, this song's a classic. When I listen to this song, though, it sounds like a fucking children's album version of it. He fucking broke things down and played a little guitar for you. Are you really gonna spit in the face? Are you going to take that offering that Wyclef gave you? Look, that was the viral video, right? Fucking Wyclef Shreds, where it's Wyclef Jean on a guitar, and he's, like, barely doing anything. <laughs> Wait! Okay, hold on. <laughs> I remember because it was big there for a while. That is such a huge... Like, Wyclef Jean breaks out. He is the original Lil Wayne. He is the original... Yeah. Like, just like, stop fucking playing your guitar. You're not good at it. <laughs> like, but he... Because the thing is, he it, like, his solos or whatever he does, they always just feel like they're just happening. Like, he's just... There's just a whole bunch of stuff everywhere. And he, like, I guess he always does, like, two or three takes, so, like, it'll just feel like it's just playing over itself, and it's just like, I'm just... I'm just not interested. And they're never, like... Yeah, they're never, like, high energy. It's just like... You need to see that video, because that's exactly what it is. What the fuck? Oh my god, wait, did someone just try to beat him up? <laughs> wait, where's that? What part is that? Oh my god! Go to 20, go to 27. <laughs> oh sorry. shit! Did yeah. you see it at 32 seconds? Yeah. What the fuck was that? Someone runs up on stage. It's <laughs> like, why can't you suck? <laughs> and like, he's not bad no it's but, just like he does not need to be front and center no no we don't need that <laughs> fucking guitar solo what happened <laughs> <laughs> oh my god what the fuck fuck the fuck the whole guitar solo fuck cause you know it's not bad it's just like mediocre just like him as a rapper you know like his entire career is just mediocrity like straight up and down his career is why I why you cannot deny the existence of sexism. Wanna know why? Wanna know why? Don't pause me. Let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. Why Clemson and Praz both had careers that spanned for years, and they are both me- underwhelming, mediocre motherfuckers. Excuse me. Let's say that again. They are both underwhelming, mediocre motherfuckers. Meanwhile, Lauren Hill's ass was fucking incredible. She carried that goddamn group on her back because you could not lie. The production on Fuji album, it was a little, it was a little water. But Lauren Hill made that shit pop, and fucking, they're allowed to have careers, and they went on to do their thing. Meanwhile, Lauren Hill, where, where the fuck you at? Where the fuck you at? Think about. I want y'all to be real. If Lauren Hill was not in the Fugees, she would not be uh, the name that she was. I guarantee you, because the way if you just if you're just a dope female rapper, that's not how you get on. Is you have to have dudes co-sign you? Like that's literally how it has to be. Like think of any female rapper from back in the day; they had to have someone co-signing them. Yo Yo had to have Ice Cube. If it wasn't for Timbaland, we never would yeah. have had Missy. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm really thinking about it. I'm just like I mean, 
uh, Eve, she would not be here if she just came up by herself. She had to have DMX. You know? Like, it's like, there's no female rapper I can think of that just kind of came up on her own. Lil' Kim wouldn't have had her without Notorious. Straight up and down, when people say they want a Fuji's reunion, they really just want Lauryn Hill. And they're just like, I feel like they're just using the Fuji's to, like, guilt trip Lauryn Hill into doing stuff. Like, come on! Remember, do it for these guys, you know? Like, what are they doing today, you know? Were there any songs on here besides Riot and Sweetest Girl that fucking... Hmm. Um, well, uh, we can talk about Sweetest Girl for a second, because that was pretty dope. Yeah. I like uh, that one. Yeah, that was actually really... Like, you know, Wyclef doesn't do enough to take away from the song, and I think that's Wyclef's formula. Wyclef and Proz, I think they realize they're like, I'm not carrying full songs by myself. I need someone else. I need two other because this was the biggest hit from the album. Why? Because Akon and Lil Wayne were on it. You know? And and if you listen, you know how BET would you know, cut the song in like a minute and a half in? This is perfect for that. Because <laughs> you know you didn't, you didn't get to hear that first verse. You came to hear Akon. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. what the fuck was he really talking about? Uh, she used to be the girl that did the hula hoop around the gym. What? <laughs> yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> High school, she was the girl that made me do the hula hoop around the gym. What? <laughs> Just to get a peek again. She's a tin. He did the hula hoop? He did the hula hoop around the gym? What type of corny lyric is that? <laughs> oh, fuck. And then he says, never thought that she would come and work for the president, Mr. George Washington. Where my money is? <laughs> yeah. There's like eight different choruses going on here. When I was listening to that song, I'm not even exaggerating. That whole time I was like, uh-huh, yeah, whatever. Not until the fucking casual and everything. I was like, oh, shit, it's that <laughs> song. <laughs> like, that snuck up behind me and fucking tapped me on the shoulder. I was like, hey, check it, it's 2007 Nostalgia, because up until that point, I didn't know what the fuck that was. Oh my god, I just thought about, this is basically an Akon song, it doesn't even do the fucking chorus! No. Oh my god! You fucking, oh, I hate when motherfuckers do this shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, Lil Wayne, uh, uh, Lil, Lil John at least did his own choruses. Now, now I will give him a little bit of props, because he's saying, I never thought that she would work for the president. And you're thinking, oh, what, does she have a big, high-paying job? No, you know, Mr. George Washington, because uh, she's working for money at a strip club, not for the president. Like, that was uh, this is a minorly interesting misdirect. Then he says, she ended up in the wrong car, bruised up scar, all she want to know is, well, my money, she bought that off, off-beat fucking <laughs> I was like, what is he doing? <laughs> Another fucking PSA, by the way. Exactly. It's so just, ugh. And then, I even feel like Lil Wayne does a good job. In fact, I remember, I believe this was the verse that finally made me go like, you know, maybe Lil Wayne, it can be more than just bragging about shit. I wish people would challenge him more. And be like, yo, make a song about that. Freestyle about this. You know, because I feel like he does really good. He did a really good job here. You know? Like, especially how he flipped the, you know, she runs to the pastor, and then you think it's like, you know, um, she she's going to get advice from him, but it's just like, oh, actually, it's just another uh, uh, prostitution job, you know? Like, I was like, oh, shit, that was slick. 
And then we get another song of, you know, Wyclef just strumming his guitar randomly. And, you know, I don't even... Like, he tries to tell stories. I'm just not interested, man. I don't know what it is about it. Like, is it the writing? Is it the delivery? Because, yeah, I couldn't... I just didn't care. There's something missing in the focus. Like, where he says, uh, in Welcome to These, he says, David slew the Philistines with a donkey... Yeah, as a matter of fact, let's give you an example of his writing. David slew the Philistines with a donkey jawbone, the same jawbone I used to make my microphone, the same microphone I used in New Jerusalem to tell ETMCs they got a phone home. Girl, I see you in the club, but your eyes full of pain. Your man a wife beater, find a new main. And for my little sisters in the misery, sweet 16, you ain't alone in the pregnancy. That, I feel like, is the perfect framed example of this album. What the fuck are you talking about? David slew the fi- Okay, we got biblical reference. Okay, you made a microphone out of a jawbone of a donkey and an E.T. And then, like, okay, so you've got this sort of biblical imagery going on. And then tell E.T. MCs they got a phone up. What, what was that corny shit? You were just talking all this biblical shit. And then, and then you do this corny shit. And then you're, if your man's a wife beater, just go out and find a new man. Like, okay, I think that requires a little bit more, like. <laughs> it is all over the place <laughs> you know what i'm saying like and these aren't random lyrics that was that was one after the other that was one verse you know i'm haitian i should be the first one saying yeah why cliff john man of the people you know he's been but oh he's boring he's so fucking boring i i remember uh the ti versus tip i think it was that album i remember i love the singles off of that except for you know what it is I'm sorry, Wyclef Jean, man. And, and th- this is another example of those, th- this one, fucking, it's called Slow Down, and Wyclef Jean definitely needs to slow down, because they just, like, <laughs> tackled, like, 80 topics before the first verse ends, and it's just like, hold on, I'm still trying to figure out what the fuck's going on. This is his fucking, we didn't start the fire, just throwing every goddamn bad situation um, but more generic, you know, instead of actually saying anything, you know what I mean? Or even saying anything about it, you know. Um, you know, I, and it's like, the in, it was sort of an interesting imagery for him to be like, you know, like, I saw two birds crash into two New York giants. You know, it's just like, that, okay. like, I get it, but it's like, he brings up 9-11 just one too many times. And yeah, I was just like, this I is agree. 2007, it's like, this is like five years later, were we still doing this? Were we still doing the... 9-11, help me sell some records. Like, were we still doing that? I think even the country stars gave that up by that point. They were the ones fucking milking that shit for a while. I wasn't expecting it on here. If this album came out in 2002, right? And what the album was about was saying, hey, we know that, you know, there's xenophobia in this country, but we're holding hands with immigrants anyway because, you know, we, we can get through the evil in the world and still be good people. You know, the evil on the evil coming from anyone, you know, I can feel that. But this just feels like a mishmash. Speaking of which, Hollywood meets Bollywood. Chameleon had a good verse, right? And again, this song feels like it's about if <laughs> this song literally is called Hollywood meets Bollywood uh, uh, in parentheses immigration. Why did you just call the song? Well, here's the thing, because it's like it's using the aesthetic 
of Hollywood, I mean, uh, of the Bollywood, you know, music, that really fast, you know what I'm saying, type of stuff. The, the, a thousand violins, all that cool stuff. And then, like, but they don't address India in any way. In fact, at one point, he talks about going to Egypt, which is like... Yeah, that was what I was trying to figure out. I was like, does he think... No, he couldn't possibly think that Bollywood <laughs> is, like, Egyptian. <laughs> Could he? But, like, no, he he mentioned India, I, like, I think. Like, I'm pretty sure he knows what he's talking about. <laughs> but, yeah, I was just like, why, where is he going? It's all about immigration. Like, so-and-so is an immigrant. So-and-so is an immigrant. And the second verse is, like, the same. And it's like, yeah, this is about the Haitian experience. That He makes it very clear that this is about the Haitians. If my Cubans get to stay, why y'all turn the Haitians away? You know, like, he's talking very specific about that experience, right? The black experience. In the Caribbean and in the Americas. What the fuck does Bollywood have to do with this? And what does that have to do with Hollywood? You know, like, I get Hollywood as a representation of America, but Hollywood is not the migrants' experience. So what, you know what I mean? Like, it just feels like they just did that just because Hollywood meets Bollywood is just a cool title. But it has nothing to do with what the, the crux of the song is. You know, because it doesn't talk about Indians moving to America. It doesn't bring anything up about that. So it just feels awkward. It feels more like a gimmick than a real song, you know? I was thinking about the oh-so-skippable Heavens in New York. Oh, I'm going to have to disagree with you on that one. Really? Yeah. Liked that one. Mm-hmm. Cause... No features either. It was just him. Right? And I feel like it actually worked. Mm. So allow me to explain Especially after any other day, which was milk toast. After like any other day was sort of a chill song, and then compared to it, Heavens in New York sounded a lot more full to me. Okay, you know what I'm saying? So sequencing worked in this song's favor. Oh yeah, I liked it because it was actually a concept. He was like, if it was my last day on Earth, you know, treat it like it. I don't know what treat it like my first means because when yeah when, when you were born, you didn't know. Well you didn't do shit on your first day. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. Now it's already <laughs> the writing, <laughs> There you go. <laughs> the just fucking falls apart. <laughs> it's alright if you don't pay too much attention to it. And then Don't look at it too close. And then he says, Go out the way I came in. Is this was this a sex joke? Oh. Is he saying that he oh. wants to die in some pussy? Is that what is it? please tell me it's not. Please tell me it's not. Because if that does, that ruins. Yeah, that would be terrifying and traumatic for whoever he's <laughs> engaging with at that moment. That's just going to ruin their whole fucking life, Wyclef. Like, just, j- just so what? You can go out on a high note? Fuck you. I'm if that's the case. so hard that this is not what he meant. Ah, <laughs> oh, goddammit. This is my favorite song on the album. And as I'm looking at the lyrics, it's just... Mm. So this song is like, what would I do if I had the last day on earth? And it's like, oh man, you know, that is a very pensive topic. You know, you got to think about like, you know, and it gets you thinking like, man, you know, am I wasting my days? You know what I'm saying? You think about that. How are you going to spend that last time on earth? Yeah. What are you going to do? And he says, first thing I do is go back in time, take the twin towers, put them back in the skyline. Okay. I didn't think we had time travel powers (laughs) for the last day on earth. Because if I... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> say it, say it. If you have fucking time driving powers on the last day on Earth, then it's not your last day on Earth, <laughs> goddammit! If it was your last.
Tanner, then you've traveled back to 2001. You've got six more years! <laughs> the hell are you talking about? What did we say? And like, There's like, rules to this shit, and one of them is not wishing for more wishes. <laughs> it's against the rules, Wyclef. Like, what the fuck? And the thing is, like, <laughs> even if you were to say, like, hey, you know, he, he's just saying, you know, that would be one of the things he would do, and then, like, that would be, like, a special power. But it's just but like, he can't. why do you get special powers? <laughs> <laughs> just because you're dying, you get special powers? <laughs> fuck you. That's not how it works. Yeah, like, what? Like, like, if it was my last day on Earth, I would stop the war between the Palestinians and the Israelites. Yeah, I mean, sure. Of course, we all would. <laughs> I honestly, I didn't like the song, and I didn't even realize till now how stupid that one line is. That is <laughs> utterly ridiculous. But that that's exactly what I'm talking about with the Ooh, 9-11, 9-11. I, you know, I, I like the idea of him going like, man, you know, it's not the end and I'm going to go on to see my family. That's sort of like a sweet sentiment, you know. Then you have the, um, then, what, what was the one part where I actually kind of like, he says, pick my homies up, hit the gentleman club, after that hit a pub, reminisce on the high school days. Man, I sucked as a quarterback. I remember getting sacked. I almost broke my back. Now, that sounds like a non sequitur, but it's kind of like, that's kind of cute, you know, like to be like your last day on earth think you'd be having these way, you know, these heavy thoughts on your head. And all he's thinking about is, remember when I was going as like, there's a quarterback. You know, like, I, yeah. I like that. I like That's that. That's pretty I'm cool. Like, yeah. You know, that feels like a very sweet moment. And then the writing once a fucking again, the preachy fucking, I tell the man to give the people a tax break and kids stop shooting. I can't say, okay, stop. Uh, come on. I thought this was supposed to be personal. Not not if I became God for a day. That's two different songs. You know, you can't do Bruce Almighty and Heaven Can Wait. You know what I mean? That's not last day shit either. Because that, that stuff takes time. Also. Like, all these things you're, you're talking about. Fucking changing policy. Yeah, or and, whatever. And then he says, I can't take the money with me. And you're thinking, oh. He just talked about, you know, kids shooting in hallways. Maybe he's saying he's mm-hmm. going to give the money to charity. No, yeah. the very next lyric. I can't take the money with me, so I caught a movie. Favorite actress, Angelina Jolie. Ooh. What the fuck is going that, on? That got such a fucking groan for me. <laughs> I forgot He's... that line. It's so bad. Oh, my God. Angelina Jolie. How do you write this? Oh, the fucking, like, this motherfucker took the rhyming dictionary and he did not go past the one syllable part. Like, yeah. Oh my god, like, he rhymes words that are just, like, if you rhyme park and dark, that's fine. But Angelina Jolie, find something with the only part, not caught a movie. Like, ah, <laughs> it just hurts. Every fucking time he rhymes, it hurts. And then he says, wait, what else does he say? God damn it, this is my favorite song, and I'm pulling it apart the most. Uh, <laughs> you're says, welcome. Uh, <laughs> what does he say? He says, um, first thing I do is go back in time. Oh, yeah. Then he says the fucking Twin Towers. But then after that, so, oh, my God, it's back to back with these shitty lyrics. He says, uh, so after I pull off this fucking Dr. Manhattan superpower of going through time, 
Then I, t- the next thing I do, instead of like, you know, solving world hunger, since I have this super fucking power, I would tell my girl two wrongs still don't make it right and make love for the last time under the candlelight. This was what I got from that when I heard it, that he was talking about, I, I would, I would put the Twin Towers back, right? And then I would make it a point that the war we went to over it wasn't right either. Okay, you know, but why would he be saying that specifically to his girl, though? Why would he not use this superpower? He needs to, to say it to someone. Yeah, he needs to <laughs> say it to the fucking... He needs to get the CNN on that shit, man. <laughs> you, you listen to this album, he has to preach it. To someone. I mean, this Someone has to hear his wise words. He can go back in time and stop tragedies from happening. You mean to tell me you can't get a camera on him and be like, hey guys, I stopped a fucking tragedy from happening. You know, and, and, and I'm about to die in a day, uh, despite the fact that I have the superpower to go through fucking time? I, I guess it's draining my life force? I don't fucking know. Apparently I'm Donnie Darko with this fucking bitch and I can stop fucking airplanes... From doing shit, okay? This this is what the fucking timeline... This is the way more interesting story than this music actually is. So I want to tell the world, Hey, I, I I made you guys avoid this tragedy and all the shitty music that's that's going to come with it, including mine, uh, that, that's telling you to remember 9-11 so you can give us money. I, you know, helped you avoid that tragedy and, and the war that came along with it. Maybe don't, uh, you know, don't attack each other anymore. You know, that's a pretty cool thing. I saved a couple thousand lives. You know what I mean? Just for me, for the fact that I'm dying, don't don't start any more wars. And I think if people saw that, they would be like, well, first of all, I'd need footage. Oh, why am I inventing this whole fucking story for Wyclef Shot? This is a fucking movie <laughs> that needs to happen. We've gone so long. We need to, uh, <laughs> we need to put a fucking nail in this coffin. Yes. Darren, what would you give Carnival Volume 2, Memoirs of an Immigrant by Wyclef Jean. A two. Because they're, like I said, Sweetest Girl, you can't, you can't tell me that one's not good. Between Riot and Sweetest Girl, I'm looking over the rest of the album. I don't know if there was, if there's any songs on here that I would want to actively hear again. And Riot isn't even really in that class. It's really just Sweetest Girl. Yeah. So, oh, man. if I'm just ranking a 14 track with two really short skits on it album, yeah, I think a two is um honestly more generous than generous. Yeah, because that you're getting my opinion on that one song and also the wasteland of music. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah, a wasteland is right. It's wasted on this album. It's fucking great, but what the hell is it for? You know, like, it's still a cluttered mess. If it was used and put towards something that actually fit. One third of of Touch Your Button Carnival Jam actually kind of works. The the French song at the end. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, I was yeah, kind of okay. feeling that, but it doesn't fucking... I wish it was its own track, so I didn't have to hear fucking Will I Am talking about Let Me Touch Your Button. The second album we've got on the show this week is Head in the Clouds by 88 Rising. And uh, like the Wyclef album, it is rich with uh, guest appearances. You got some cameos from uh, even some fucking double XL freshmen. Yeah, you got your boy, Uh, Block Boy. 
You got Block Boy. You got Playboy Cardi. You've got two <laughs> you got freshmen. Two of the least interesting freshmen. I'll even give Block Boy. He's got some swag to him, but it's like he's got some style to him. Excuse me, because we we retired swag. I feel like we don't say that anymore. But <laughs> oh, we also don't say Playboy anymore. But let me say this: I divide this album into two categories. There's the R and B fucking majesty future goddamn legends i'm calling it right now joji nikki la cienega Woo! when that silence hit and then the beat comes back in that shit has you suck it in your fucking heart man that's just oh man i don't know how else to fucking describe it and then of course you have the that nice little cooler intro over there you know the airport we're going outside of the united states you know i like that that was a little cute you have songs like a Poolside Manor. That's a fucking bot. If that's not the lead single, I don't know what the fuck is. You know? Then you have Lover Boy. You know, or you got your little Flavor Flav, you know, little Asian Flavor Flav on the track, but okay. Homeboy comes through. You know, you have these pop masterful tracks. And then you have the other side, which is the grab bag of hip-hop, which may be good, may be incredible, or may be fucking awful. <laughs> like, yo, my genre is not representing right now. <laughs> I, uh, I was a much bigger fan of, uh, Column A. <laughs> and wanted none of Column B. <laughs> Yeah, you can honestly keep just about every rap song on here, but the pop songs... Blew you away, didn't they? They are great. Why are they so short? Oh my god. Why are most of the good songs under three fucking minutes? Stop that. Peace Jam sounds like a fucking commercial. Like, but I like it. Like, this needs to be like a jelly... You know, some je- Nantucket, whatever the fuck. Y'all gotta get on this shit. <laughs> Peace Jam. Bro, I don't even fuck with peaches like that. I would be getting some fucking Peace Jam just to face off of that shit. Right. You know? Um, but then it's like, you got, oh man, as soon as I saw Rich Brian on here. All right, hold up. Formally. R- Rich Chigga. <laughs> I was like... Okay, I don't. Mm. Look, <laughs> I don't know history. how I feel about that. History was okay because I didn't know it was him at first, and I heard that was like, all right, <laughs> you know, because I was listening to the song because I heard this song and it was Lover Boy, and because c- here's the thing, here's why I'm saying go these guys, right? Being a you know an Asian man in America, it's really hard to get that sex symbol card, you know. Because there's the thing stacked against you of, you know, jealous-ass white boys back in the day who actively worked to make the stereotype that, you know, Asian men are weak or are cowardly or this, that, and the third, you know? Yeah. When your boy comes in with lover boy, whew, that one verse where he, where, where you can tell it's just him talking, and I don't know what he's saying, but I know he's, he's whispering some sweet nothings into his girlfriend's ear. I know it! <laughs> You can fucking hear it. And then at the end where he goes like, what is it? What does he say? Yeah, lover boy. So uh, what about you? I was like, all right, all right. <laughs> Yo, you cannot tell me the panties didn't get wet at that. I'm just saying, <laughs> look out for your boy. White boys, look out. 
Cause here comes fucking Loverboy, yo. He, this is this is Mr. Steal Your Girl right here. Uh, if these oh, girls, shit. if these girls in America learn Chinese, it's over. <laughs> you better hope we don't start doing more songs in English, bro. You better hope. Cuff your girl tight. <laughs> Cause yo, that shit, I, yo, that was some shit right there. I give you a prize on that one. And then the um history. Dug that one too. Like I said, I didn't know it was him till I because I was listening to the track and you know at first it kind of comes off like the typical like hey girl we got history so let's have sex again. Da-da-da-da. You know what I mean? The, the typical I don't want strings attached, but you know like uh, but I still want sex with you. But then it didn't come off as just like a generic this song's just for the groupie sort of thing. Nah, man, he was talking about like you know I remember how you like to cry when you laugh when you off the booze. I moved on, but I still remember a thing or two. I was like, oh, okay. And he says, um, but, you know, he talks about how he was kind of shitty. You know, he talks about how he did some wag shit. And then the end of the verse, forgive me for saying this, but it's on some print shit where it kind of like, you don't expect it to, the story to advance, but it kind of does a little bit at the end where he says, um, you know, like Raspberry Beret, where it kind of like, it takes you through a different setting where like the weather changes, you know, that sort of thing. Um, but in this song, like, he, he goes like, I didn't realize good ones exist in the world till I lost one. Eye for an eye makes the whole world go blind. Things I would give to feel your lips for the last time. Go and hang with your friends. I'll put this bullshit to an end. I rained on your parade, and I just wish you the best. I think it's time for me to bounce soon. I just wish I had someone to say I'm home to. There seems to be a feeling of, like, shame at the end, you know? There's just like that, you know, we, we got together one more time because, you know, you were feeling lonely, and I was feeling lonely, and it was just like, Man, we shouldn't have done that. You know? And, and he's just like, I, I mean, and I'm still looking for someone, but yeah, you go your separate way. No, I know I fucked this up. I know, I know I should. And I was just like, holy shit. Like, yo, that was, that was real for a second. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, I got to give my props to that. Oh, uh, now we got to talk about some of the whack shit. Because, <laughs> like, I hate to say it, but the best shit on this album still isn't that great like mm. I'm, I'm saying like like the like the pop songs i liked you know they're all right in the context but th- they aren't my fucking new favorite you know really? pop songs overall no, no love no you didn't you didn't think of this as like th- i thought of this album as drake minus the things that make drake drake this is what I thought. Uh, mm, I, I <laughs> because guess. you have the you have the rapping lover boy stuff, and then you have the singing sort of. You know how he's been lately on the sort of like you know passion fruit songs like that. This is in that ilk. You know what I'm saying? I mean, he, he's he's got that fucking meme going now. The Kiki Challenge is uh, where you have the song play and you fucking you ghost ride the whip. You fucking hop out your car and you dance as the car rolls. <laughs> A lot of these people. A lot of them don't seem to really know the rules that it needs to roll. At least I think that's the rule. I was trying to figure out, like, where did this meme come from? Because I haven't seen a lot of people do it other than famous people as far as the, um, you know, living my best life thing. So I think, like, I think, like, these they make up challenges to try to make songs go viral. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I know they're totally doing it on purpose, but it's just like, it just feels like they're... It feels like we're in a pitch meeting and they're they're gr- grabbing at straws to try to find stuff. Because, like, this Ghost Riding the Whip, that has nothing to do with the song. The song has nothing to do with that. It just feels like somebody put a bug in someone's ear like, hey, put this song behind it. Like, I remember a couple of years ago, Iggy Azalea, uh, after she kind of fell off, 
she came up with a new album and there was a hit single that came with it and she and the fucking label put it out there hey post a video of you twerking to this song and i'll reshare it it or whatever (laughs) yeah and like one celebrity did it i think like one celebrity friend and like a handful of people but most people weren't fucking with it so it really didn't work but yeah it's like that that's what i get the impression that most of the time it is probably just like a fucking corporate thing i don't know how this one uh, started. <laughs> At least no. it's funny though. That's the thing I like. Like, if you're gonna I'm have a challenge, like, let it be. In- I'm okay. I'm okay with gimmicks. I'm fine with it. Just let it be interesting. You know, like remember the uh, where everyone had to pose for the um, the mannequin what- challenge. Yeah, yeah. It's like okay, that at least is kind of cool to see people like, oh, is he gonna move? Is that guy moving? You know what I mean? Um, this one is at least kind of funny, even though it's obviously unrelated. Uh, but remember that one where uh, the unforgettable challenge. Just do the dance that French Montana does, where he just like sl- he just like does like a one step to the side and then a one step to the other side, and it's just like that's not a that's just your dance. That's not a like that's not even fucking challenging. Like I don't even remember that one. I remember the fucking uh, the my boo challenge. What was that one? It was that song from like the mid nineties that came back and oh yeah, people doing the that- running man. Yeah, and it's just like yeah. What? That that was a challenge, I guess, because it's doing the dance. That you was the do first what you're doing. big you one. Stop what you're doing. Oh, you know what it is? Da- that was the first big one, and it. What people saw was, hey, wait a minute. If a song from the '90s can get back on the charts based off of a uh, based off yeah. of a, a, a quote unquote challenge, well, shit, I got a new single. I can, I'm going to sell double as much. You know what I mean? I know after La Cienega. After all, after that wonderful majesty of a fucking track, I know you were ready to hear some Don Crez and Young Pinch. Young bands. Young bands? <laughs> we're, we're, we're seriously back to Y-U-N-G. Huh? <laughs> I thought we were done with this shit in like 2009. Two dudes on one track. Come oh on. my god. Yeah, I wasn't feeling that shit. That was like when my hopes were kind of dashed. I was like, oh, oh no. Oh man. Right out the gate. They didn't let you get to track three before they pulled this shit out. Because I'm sorry. I'm looking at the fucking album cover. It's looking like something you'd see fucking One Direction do. I have pop right. shit That's in what I'm my saying. Head. That's what I'm saying. I was like, w- w- so when I started hearing these rap tracks, I was like, what the fuck is this? And this isn't yeah, just like, what, the like this? this isn't like that white boy rap like Nash. You know, there's some points where they kind of like do that sort of like these are rap songs, but they're just love songs. But there's other times where like they try to sound hardcore. They try to flex on you. Red rubies. Yeah. Well, they was trying to flex on me. And he's like, rubies dancing. They help me take your bitch. But you still hit me up. But I'd rather choose to ignore you. What's the need for college at this point? We going to be fucking on this fucking all night to stay up. She can't afford a coffee. Like. What? What? And then red ruby jello on my strawberry. Yeah. Hey, I eat her out. Make my stomach ache. Yeah. Hey, you motherfuckers freestyling this shit, ain't you? <laughs> make my stomach ache. Look. These wh- sound like a bunch of kids who, they're really good at English. You know what mm. I mean? Like, they, they learn English really well. Still need to get over the freestyling in English part. Yeah, it doesn't translate that well. Oh my god, she with me and oh, she on my dick. Yeah, hey, I'm feeling like she wants to suck my dick. Hey, red like a block. 
Like a Lego block? Let's go for fucking colors. Tetris? Where are we Did going Did you mean here? a brick? Oh! <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying about this? Sounds like, oh. yo, really good ESL students that there still kind of need to learn how to freestyle in English, mm. you know? Mm. You know, I'm just going to say it too, because I didn't know the, I didn't know the deal here, because I'm looking at the album cover again, you know, I know what this is, I'm listening here, I start hearing the N-word get dropped, I'm like, oh, oh no. I don't see that many black people here. And then I look into it, I'm like, uh, I'm looking at it, I'm like, who said that, who said that, Young Bands, he's black, okay. Whew. You fucking, that was a close one. So I'm saying, when I fucking, I was like, alright. We don't need the- that conversation. We don't need that shit. On this fucking, especially after that opening track, I was, I was, I thought we were in for a good time. I have a love-hate relationship with the fact that there's features on here. If this is a collective uh, of this group or the label or whatever this is, the super group, like, it, well, like if this is fucking Brockhampton, right? Yeah. I don't expect people showing up. You got enough rappers, you got enough pop stars, it's whatever. But not to say that the features are, like, the worst part of the album. They're not. It's just that, like... I don't know why we need them. I, I like the idea of getting rappers from all over the world. Rappers from different countries. You know, you got one singer from Indonesia. You got these one group from China. I'm going to get back to them in a second. Um, So I like the idea of like, yeah, boom, let's, let's show the people how global hip hop is. You know, let's let's start showing America that like this genre has moved beyond its boundaries. And this is the representation of that in, in sound. You know what I mean? At the same time, we're also seeing the ills of that genre being spread. And it's like some of these motherfuckers are just straight up whack. Some of these motherfuckers are not. Try- this motherfucker says I'm in the kitchen whipping French fries. You don't know what the fuck that means, and you know you don't know what the fuck. What the fuck? In the kitchen with Get the fuck out of my face. And then Asian Lil Wayne. Oh my god, no. You need to stop real quick. You need to get that out of here. <laughs> that, yeah, Gucci, Magic City. No, 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 no. This sounds like somebody's 40-year-old you know, uncle who wanted to get into studio and rap too. So he's like, yeah, Gucci, that's what, that's what the black people say now, right? No, get that out of here. Stop it. <laughs> there was the lover boy. Like I said, I love that song. But Asian Flavor Flav in the intro, no, no, no. Oh, I, and, and I'm thinking like, Am I being racist right now because the accent and he just, like, it just happens to be super thick, but it's just like, and maybe I'm just used to, like, you know, because here's my thing. Here's my thing. Asian rappers have, especially Asian rappers with accents, right? Like, they do have that stigma to get over of, the whole reason why I didn't like the Rich Chigga gimmick in the first place is because I hated the whole gimmick of <laughs> a Chinese person rapping. What a joke. Like I hated that in the early, early 20th century when jazz was really popping. Um, there was one black musician. I cannot remember his name for the life of me. Uh, he was in Singapore touring and he met with the uh, Chinese musician. He had like a troupe or whatever called Li Jinghui. Um, and it, forgive me if I'm saying the name wrong. I know I am. I'm sorry. This is <laughs> y'all can rip on me for that one, uh, my Chinese fans. Uh, but you know he's sort of like you know they were making Chinese folk music, 
and you know this black musician he was making jazz and you know they were kind of like hmm you know how about i take some of those elements that y'all are doing and put it in my music so i was reading the the background on the song because i was like i saw that it was it was chinese i was like oh what if there's a, a translation and i saw that someone said uh they blend unique linguistic skills with a modern day rap influence that can only be obtained via illegal online methods and i was like wait what illegal online but then I remembered what I'd learned about Chinese pop music and how uh, a lot of it was considered, quote unquote, yellow music, uh, music that was like, you know, offensive. And it talks about, you know, love and all that type of shit. Like state sponsored music was the music that, you know, you could actually listen to during the day. And that music was very much about, you know, love the state and do whatever you can to make the country great. You know, that sort of stuff. So what was funny to me is that the songs that were censored weren't songs with curse words. That didn't matter. Like the, it was songs that were talking to, uh, that were talking about personal subjects. You know, that was censored because a lot of the songs were about love and about missing people and about things like that. So I think it's actually so like when I hear this, I hear that sort of through line of, oh, my God, here's this Chinese rapper uh, who's talking about love. You know, first of all, a Chinese rapper. Holy shit. We got past pop. We're to rap now. You know what I mean? And he's talking about that topic that like. As I've researched, I know was fucking, you know, you weren't allowed to fucking talk about it. It's like, holy shit, this is so fucking, like, this is doing something bigger than I think people really are giving it credit for. They said, uh, listening to rap music or music from outside of China is a bit difficult in China. We have less resources due to the Chinese firewall. The real famous artists you definitely hear about, but the less known ones, but still dope rappers are here to, are hard to hear about. You know, like they said, like, the more dope rappers, like, the guys, like, you know, maybe they want to look up Eminem. Maybe they want to look up, oh, no, well, Eminem's probably you. But, like, maybe they want to look up, like, Big Daddy Kane. Maybe they've heard about, like, Karis one Maybe they've heard about Master Ace. But, like, they literally can't fucking, like, that's insane. Like, this awesome fucking music is not available to these people. Not because, you know, well, in a different country, you know, certain records don't, you know, get shipped over there. No, we have the internet. This music could be available to anyone but because people are keeping it from them. So I just want to say right now, this is me. Uh, shout out to the Chinese artist, man. We're, I'm fist bumping you through the glass right now. I know that shit is hard, man. Keep up your struggle. Because I, I remember reading about this shit. And so it's just like, ah, it's just fucking nuts to see like, yo, someone broke through and hopefully they'll pop off. Because I think that like, especially the dude on this Loverboy track, he was fucking dope. I could hear him throwing in multis in there. Even though like, I couldn't... See, that's the thing. It's like, I've I've always been... Uh, uh, you know, afraid to review foreign artists because there's that, like, I don't know what they're saying barrier, you know? But but in a way, when someone sounds good, they sound good. I can hear him throwing multi-syllabic rhymes in here. I can hear he had flow. I can hear all that, the sort of aesthetics, but without the language, right? And then there's some tracks where... Look, I don't speak Chinese, but I know that motherfucker was offbeat. Like... <laughs> It was one dude, I was like, what the fuck is that? Oh my god, it was disrespected. Now, I absolutely love this song, right? Every time that chorus comes in, Diamond stay disrespecting, woo! <laughs> and then you're in the background, disrespectful, <laughs> Like, I will be dead if that chorus doesn't hit me every fucking time. <laughs> and then, like, the verses are going great. And then fucking Asian Lil Uzi Vert shows up with the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it was the harbinger of this horrible flow. He comes in like, be my man, be my fans, be my family. I was like, 
no, 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 this isn't working. Like, look, and even so, even if I don't understand Chinese, the part you said in English session was all offbeat. Take this back. Take this back. This shit is whack. I know it. I fucking know it. <laughs> and ain't none of that shit rhymed. I, I know we're doing like Asian Lil Wayne, Asian Lil Lucifer. I'm serious though. He sounds straight up and down. I'm not like, fucking joking with you. He's like, got that exact voice. Every person that I say it sounds like them, it really does sound like them. Yeah, like, I'm we're not, not fucking, fucking joking. joking. Yeah, we're not mocking them. We're not joking. It's exactly. We're just saying that to fucking paint a picture for you. Like, it straight up sounds like. Because when there are rappers that are doing. Like, I think Rich Brian, which is what he goes by now, I think he does a great job as a rapper. Even on the whack tracks, he at least sounds like his own man, right? Some of these dudes straight up sound like they are just aping people's styles. But at the same time, I also have to think about, like, well, these guys aren't even, haven't even listened to that much hip hop, probably. So this is probably, you know. This, those are probably the biggest names that they're hearing. And, and maybe they think of the music as more of like, no, nah, this isn't like someone has a copywritten style. It's just like, here's this new music and it sounds cool. I want to do it too. These songs, man, I feel like a lot, especially the pop songs. And you know what? I'll even give it up. One or two of the uh, rap songs. Let it go. That was actually pretty dope. They needed to change that fucking song title because you saw it coming a mile of fucking way. Girl, you got me like frozen. I'm a... <laughs> Boo. <laughs> Had to. Come on. Couldn't help it. Ironically, who's not doing as much aping? Keith Ape. I've, I've heard a little bit of him before, so I was kind of excited. First thing you do when you type in Keith Ape on YouTube, it's a song called It G Ma. Oh, shit. That's him? He's in that. Holy fucking shit. We, we gotta talk. Yo, I goddamn love that song. Underwater squad. Oh, shit. Yeah. The F was one. Yo, shout out to Korea rappers, yo. That, that fucking song. So that, I was like, shit. All right, cool. Where is he? And then it's like that one track. And it's like, oh. Well, <laughs> that's a bummer. <laughs> See, if if nothing else, this album got me some names to check out outside mm. of the context of this album. You know, exactly. I got, this is the I, smorgasbord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where the, this was the fucking. You know, when you go to one of those like taste of enter name of city. And it's like right, right. all these different restaurants coming out and they, they got little samples and it's like, oh, here, come to our restaurant. That's what this fucking album is. It's like, oh, yeah, I remember that name. I got to go back there one day. I remember that song being pretty good. Like Nikki and Joji It's like, OK, cool. I got to remember those names and I got to look them up individually because you don't get enough of them in the context of this. You got to kind of wait through the stuff you're not that big of a fan of to get to the good shit. Yeah, I don't know. Overall, I'd probably say, like, I think a three for me. Just because there's so much shit I just didn't really care for. Yeah, I would say, like, I got 3.4. It's definitely, I feel like it is above average, but man, it needed some chopping work. For the Going Off podcast, that about wraps it up this week. Thank you very much once again to two scoops xd for uh, coming through with the patreon request and if there's an album that you want us to talk about on the show hit us up on our patreons either patreon.com slash rap critic or patreon.com slash muse 
If this is your first time checking us out, all of our old episodes are on SoundCloud and iTunes. Just search Goin' Off Podcast, that's G-O-I-N, apostrophe off podcast. Follow us on Twitter. And until next week, for the Going Off Podcast, I'm Muse. And I'm Rap Critic. And, hey, I just took out bitch. Mamas did like general hips. Hey, we fly high as shit. Ain't it gangers record? I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. But fucking, I goddamn love that fucking chorus.